Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Karen. And welcome to In the Spirit of Everything, a podcast of conversations, sometimes with guests, in which we discuss not only everything spiritual, but whatever life throws our way, through the eyes of love, humour, and probably the odd bit of swearing, sharing how we stay grounded and sanish in this beautiful, but sometimes crazy world, hoping to help you along the way too. Hello, my beautiful. How are you this week? Good morning, gorgeous. Um, or afternoon, actually. It is afternoon now. I'm very well, thanks, lovely. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? How was your week last week? Yeah, it's been good. I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if it's just menopause or if nothing much happened. But, you know, like one way or the other, I can't. I remember the, uh, like I had my mum up at the weekend, so that was really lovely. Um, we got the Christmas tree up and everything. So our house is looking decidedly Christmassy, a little bit earlier than we'd usually do it. But I'm away next weekend. My husband's away the weekend after that. So we just thought, oh, well, sod it. Let's just do it. So nice. But, um, but other than that, yeah, just um, avoiding that, like enjoying the sun when that comes out and avoiding the rain when that comes out. You <laughs> yeah. don't know what you're getting from one day to the next, do you? I did. No. Um, Sunday yesterday was actually um, like, our, like a full moon swim we were doing. So Saturday, I don't know if it was the same way you are. Saturday, the moon was glorious. Yeah. It wasn't like... Um, like a, a halo a, a halo all the way around it absolutely stunning yesterday it was foggy <laughs> so we couldn't even see there was no moon at all last night we know she was there we just couldn't actually see it mm. but, you, you could know, feel her but you couldn't we see could, her you could indeed but yeah we're in the we're still sitting in that same cloud I think today it's been drizzly all day so but yeah that's um I think that's that's what's taken all my uh all my energy away from this week is just kind of like is the sun coming out or not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do miss summer, I have to say. I was lucky to go to Northern Ireland for a few days to see some family. And um, the moon was the same there as well. We had a beautiful one on Saturday, like a really beautiful, like multicoloured halo around it. It was gorgeous. Apparently it's to do with like ice crystals or something in the atmosphere. Yes, I think I read that too. Yeah, but yes. Anyway, back down to planet Earth for now. <laughs> anyway, oh, that leads us so lovely on to <laughs> so this week. We've got a, a beautiful guest, um, my friend and beautiful soul, the gorgeous Georgina Joel Russell, uh, who is the owner of Anina Therapy. She is a QHHT practitioner and an author of two amazing books, um, and a QHHT is, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting this right, is quantum healing hypnosis. Um, is that right, Georgina? And welcome. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. It's lovely to be here. Hi, lovely Jean. to have you. Really lovely to have you. Can you tell us a, a bit about what you do? Like, can you introduce what that is for some people that may not know anything about it? Of course I can. I'd love to. So QHHT, as you rightly said, stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And it was the legend that is Dolores Cannon's creation. Um, she created this technique to help people. It's predominantly known as past life regression, although we can never entirely predict what's going to happen in a QHHT session. But I work in the way that Dolores Cannon created the technique. I'm an absolute purist when it comes to this work, which basically means that I work with my clients for a whole day. We devote a whole day to this um, 
I guess you could say that the day is split into two phases. The first part of the day, we sit down on the comfy sofa and we just have a lovely chat. We talk about, you know, why the person's with me, why they want to explore QHHT, if they've got clarity around the reasons that they've come, because not everyone has. Um, if they're coming for curiosity, you know, most people know this is past life regression, so they may have a draw towards exploring past lives. So we talk about why they're there, why they've come to me. And then we do a really very special and unique piece of work where we talk about somebody's whole entire life. And that's this current life now. And that takes as long as it takes. So we explore their earliest memories, what school was like for them, their jobs, until we get to the person today. But then we also have to spend time looking at relationships, basically everything they've ever been through, because, you know, we're a product of our parents' parenting, we're a product of that type of programming, we're a product of everything we've ever gone through, you know, every time we have an experience, a new aspect of us is created. So I sit with a person and we talk about all of this stuff and it's a unique experience because let's be honest, how often do you have the chance to, you know, sit in a non-judgmental safe space and be allowed to talk about your life? Mm. And I tend not to interrupt you know, this could be three or four hours and I just sit and I just listen and it's the opportunity for people to be seen and to be heard, but also to reflect on their lives. You know, we've all gone through a lot, haven't we? Mm. But how often do we have that chance without a time limit attached to it? So we do lots of talking and also I need to understand everything about the people that I work with so that when we explore in the hypnosis phase, I know why the information that's coming up is coming up because I've got baseline foundations around what this person's gone through. So we do lots of talking. I normally suggest to the people that I work with to bring a bunch of questions with them. This again is very, very traditional Dolores. You know, she, this is how I've been trained and this is how I carry out the day. And I say to the people that I work with before they come to me, if you like this idea, if it feels good to you, bring a bunch of questions to the session. These questions can be anything at all that's going to help you to understand yourself better. So we talk about all the questions. Then we normally have a break. Like I said, this part of the day takes three or four hours have a little break, and then we devote the afternoon to the hypnosis part of the day. Hypnosis is just relaxation. That's all it is. There is a time limit attached to this because I can only keep somebody under in this relaxed phase for about three hours. Otherwise, you can get fidgety or otherwise you get tired and I don't want people to fall asleep. Hmm. So then I work with them in this lovely phase of relaxation 
And the script, Dolores' work, you know, her words, the consciousness of the higher self that's been programmed into this script takes the person that I'm working with on a journey. We never know what that journey is going to be like. We don't know what it's going to bring up. We just trust that whatever comes up is what's right for that person on that day when they come to work with me. Predominantly past lives come up. Could be one, could be two, could be three, could be four. I've never any idea. But what I do know is that the higher self, that's the energy that we're working with in QHHT, the higher self will select the past life memories or the memories from the past of this current life that need to be explored in this safe way for whatever reason. Maybe there's trauma attached to these experiences. Maybe there's a behavioral pattern which has been created from these experiences. Maybe there's fear, all sorts of things. And we basically just travel through whatever comes up and normally spend about an hour with somebody working through those past life memories, which is just insane. You know, for most people, it's very, very visual. There'll be that past person. There'll be that part of their soul that they were in during that past life. You know, I'll be able to say to them, look down at your feet. What do your feet look like? And they'll be able to tell me, you know, yes, my feet look like this. I've got man's boots on or I've got women's Victorian boots on or I've got bird's feet or I don't have any feet, you know. Wow. And then I say, look at your body. Take a look at your body. And they'll be speaking from the eye perspective. They'll say, I'm wearing this army uniform or, you know, I've got this bird's body, whatever it is. They'll be speaking from the perspective of I, and then we travel through whatever past life that is together. So we get to see what they've been through, important days that they experienced throughout that life. And ideally, textbook will be that we'll travel through the whole life from important day to important day, and then we'll move to the very final day of that life. And this is an important part of a session because when we get to the final day and that doesn't need to be I know it sounds a bit scary because people will be thinking oh my god what the day I died Mm. it's like it's not frightening at all I will allow you to be uh, in the perspective of the observer if you choose to and you can watch that final day you won't have any sensation And the reason why it's important is because then I can move you into the other realm. I can move you past the physical life. And then I can ask you to look back on the entire life that we've just explored together. See it from this high perspective up here. And I say, what did you learn in that life? And the person I'm working with will tell me, because obviously it's really important that we understand the lessons that we've had in previous lives. And I'll say, you know, what was your purpose in that life? What did you come here to do? And they'll be able to tell me, you know, they'll say, oh, my purpose was to 
learn to love or to learn to overcome or whatever it was. And this is basically the process. And we'll go through that as many, as many times as we've got time for. And then I saved the last hour to work directly with the higher self, which is the part of us that knows everything about us. You know, the part of us that's connected to God, a pool of infinite wisdom. And that's the point at which I can speak to this part of your soul and say, you know, you brought up these past lives today. Why did you bring them up? Why was that important for this person? What's that got to do with him or her now? And the information just flows through as consciousness. And the person will say, you know, this this the voice will be used of the body that's in front of me, but the information is coming from somewhere much higher. And the information will come through. Oh, they need to explore this life because they've still got an attachment to it. The way they're behaving now is attached to this past life and we need them to know that it's safe to move on. And as soon as we explore this life in a safe way, whatever... Mm, don't like to use the word negative but whatever has been affecting them then gets released so that they can move forwards without having that energetic attachment anymore I can speak directly with the higher self and ask all the questions they brought with, to them with the session and then their life changes wow wow yeah. <laughs> I am just fascinated that almost there you know it's a sounds incredible so in all of these kind of like when you're speaking to them and they're in their kind of like past life forms mm -hmm. and their higher self it's them speaking to you is it or, yeah. or do you get kind of like intuitions come to to you as well uh no I don't use anything of my own um it's really important that as a practitioner I don't lead the person in any way because they have their hypnosis um, recorded. Okay. Because you won't, it's like dreaming. You won't necessarily remember yeah. it all come round. And again, in, in Dolores, um, the way she always worked is that we guide people to listening back to the recording. Every time you listen back, you get deeper insight. You get more understanding of why you were offered those lives. You get more healing. So it's very important that I don't lead a person and I just ask open questions and then they will respond. They'll describe to me the scene that they're in, what's going on around them. You know, what they could be in a cobbled street in a marketplace. And I'll say, what do the people look like? What are they wearing? What do the buildings look like? Because I need them to describe it to me so that we can get a sense of perhaps when it was you know I can't lead because when the person listens back I need them to understand this was everything that they explored and offered to me so yeah they do all the talking and often is it just kind of like one one life or or you have times when people sort of skip over multiple lives is it yeah absolutely I mean Often we'll do more than one past life. I did a session on Tuesday with a lady and we did we explored seven past lives. Wow. 
and they came up because they were what she needed. Mm. Uh, she'd done a huge amount of work on herself and she didn't need that much directing. She just naturally, she was working very deeply with the higher self and she just moved very easily from one life to another you know I'd be talking to her about this life and then she'd say oh I'm not in that one anymore I'd be like oh okay where are we now were they they kind of like similar like um like trains that um you know things that were happening in each life that she was that had followed her through was that why that she was jumping from the lives or it was it was because um, what we'd explored in the in each past life was all we needed to explore. Oh, okay. The higher self just went, no, she's got what she needed from that one now. We want her to go to this one because this is important about this past life. Sometimes clients need me to do lots of directing. Sometimes it will be, okay, so let's move to the next important day in the life that we're exploring now. A day you consider to be important when something is happening. And naturally, the higher self will just go, this day, and it's very visual. You know, they're describing to me what's going on in here, like dreaming while you're awake. And so what comes up is what that person needs. So more often than not, it's three past lives. But like I say, it can be a lot more. Wow. Wow. And it's for their highest good, isn't it? Because like you say, it's their higher self. So it will never do any harm. It can only be for their their highest good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which is what we talk about. You know, we talk about that in the session that yes, it's really cool to come with um an ideal of what you want to achieve Mm. but we also have to have flexibility around this you know Mm. we have to say okay we're gonna let go of too many expectations because we're gonna trust that the higher self is going to show you exactly what you need it may not look like, like you expect, expect like, we have that in Reiki don't we where people come yeah you know, like you know hopefully it's going to do this and we're like we, we can't really tell can't you what's tell going you. to happen you know, know you may think that this is what you need but you may get a completely different answer because that's what you need at the time that's yeah your higher self is going to dictate so exactly and interestingly enough because Georgina obviously I came to you for a session I think it was a couple of years ago now wasn't it yeah and you know I I probably had expectations myself of what it was going to be like but it it I mean it was amazing I have to say Georgina has the most amazing sanctuary in her <laughs> garden that I literally want to live in forever but also with your dog because your dog is amazing <laughs> dash is just incredible but but yeah you have that the, the space that you've created for people is just so welcoming so cozy and and just to have that time like you were saying earlier for to i mean when do we ever get a chance to sit down and just talk about us we all love talking about ourselves but we never get a chance to do it so to sit down and just talk about you know yeah your life i suppose and and f- for me I think we got to one one life in my one, but very much where I was at that particular time in my life, it became obvious that the work needed to be done, I think, in this life. And and so after your session, I had an incredible 
um, aha moment with something that I had been struggling with. And it was definitely as a result of coming to see you. You know, it wasn't, you know, I I mean, I think my my life that I saw, I was a bird. I think I was an eagle or a bird or something. Um, and I would definitely do it again with you because I'd love to know what else <laughs> I was. <laughs> but I wonder if that's why. But, you know, like people say what what would your superpower be if you wanted to have a superpower and it for me it was always flying and I have a reoccurring dream that I'm flying and I wonder if that's connected to the fact that I used to be a bird in a previous life absolutely of course it's the fact that you wonder means it's the truth yeah exactly if it wasn't yeah yeah exactly that but and it is you know it's interesting isn't it because you had that snippet of that life but from what I remember, it offered you freedom. Mm -hmm. And that was really all you needed on that day, in that moment, to feel the freedom. And having the sense that you were still connected back to that past aspect of you gave you the opportunity to sense the freedom and then bring it into the now moment. That was all you needed. Yeah, that's so true. That's absolutely true. And what a difference it made. It really did. It's so, many, so fascinating. So many Sorry. people regress to being like animals. Is that quite common? Is Yeah, I mean, I understand that soul evolution basically is what it sounds like. Um, I understand that. I mean, I've seen this many, many times where if we go back to a very, very early life of someone's, they will generally have been a part of nature. Um, we've all evolved. When we left God as a fragment of source, then, you know, we have to have had lots of different experiences in order to grow and to learn. And many, many people come to me and they experience animal lives because they need to understand their soul evolution. You know, I see it a lot that in the in that whole journey, there will be people who we I believe we've all been community animals, like fish or birds, before we've incarnated as a human being because we had to learn about living in community. We had to learn what that was like to not be a soul creature um, as the foundational kind of experience towards coming becoming a human. And I see it a lot, you know, when we first move into being a human, we'll probably have had a very short life as a human being. We definitely wouldn't have gone into something uh incredibly deep because we wouldn't have been ready it's like sticking a toddler into university you know it just wouldn't work um I worked with a lady once I remember this as my my the strangest past life and she was a grain of sand oh, wow. and I was like oh right it took us it took me ages to work out what she was I mean I can't tell her even if I've worked it out for myself I have to say to the person I'm working with when we when I feel like they understand what are you and she said I'm a grain of sand and I was like how lovely what does it feel like to be a grain of sand and she's like well I'm just part of everything I'm just part of, of a collection of us I know and her, I, 
And when we got to the end of the past life and I said, what did you learn? And she said, I learned how to understand that it's okay to not do that much. And I was like, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That that sort of, you know, that that concept of just being a grain of sand is kind of like really grounding, isn't it? And really like, like, because I mean, I'm just surprised, Emma, that you didn't come up as a dog, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I think I must have been a tree and a fish at some point. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, that's just fascinating that there is, there's all, and it, like you say, it makes sense that it's that kind of like evolution through being the smallest thing until, I mean, I, I guess as humans, we're the most complex thing that we could possibly come into. And I, you know, I I know um, like the karmic cycle and things like that, that talks about kind of having to learn lessons in, in a lifetime or, or having to come back and, and repeat them again. And uh, uh, do you find that that happens within people's? kind of different life cycles that there are they're sort of like almost going around on the same journey if they haven't learned something or yeah and that's something we talk about a lot because like you rightly said we come here to learn a lesson you know what we're experiencing now this this earth is is just a school it's it's just a big opportunity to come and learn and we decide what we're going to learn about before we come here I believe that when we're in non-physical form when we're in what people might like to say spirit form we put together a contract it's called a soul contract and we decide for ourselves as a soul what is it that we're going to come and have a life to do? What is it that we're going to learn? And I see this a lot, you know. We learn very um, straightforward things as a soul. We want to learn about love. We want to learn about forgiveness. We want to learn about envy. We want to learn about hatred. Everything we choose to learn is because as a soul, we have to develop And that development comes from learning about emotions and you learn about emotions when you have experiences in your life. And the karmic wheel, that wheel of samsara that you're talking about, we get we can get stuck on that if we come into a life and we go off piste, if you like. We don't choose to learn the lesson. We might uh, resist the lesson for whatever reason because then when we're a human we forget we've come through the veil and um, our you know our memory's been uh erased and then we start having these other experiences and and we can yeah get taken off track but then when you come to the end of the life and like I said before when you move back into spirit you've you've lost you've got rid of that body vessel you've moved back into spirit you then get the opportunity to do what's called a life review and you look back on your whole life and it's shown to you as what I understand to be similar to a theater play you look back with no judgment there's no judge there's no jury there's no purgatory you look back on that entire life and you decide for yourself as a soul did I learn the lesson that I came in to learn. I'm gonna look at everything I went through and I can decide if I gave myself to learn about forgiveness, did I learn forgiveness? 
I look at my life and I can honestly say, yes, I did. I know what it's like to forgive. It's challenging, but I now know and I understand. Next time I'm going to have a life and I'm going to learn about something different. But you can also look at that life and say, no, do you know what? I don't feel like I did learn forgiveness. There were many opportunities that I was offered and I declined them. So I need to sit in the schools. I need to do a little bit more considering around how I'm going to come back and do another life. And this is soul evolution. You know, the point of it is you spoke about human beings. I believe that when we get to the point that we don't have to come back and have a life anymore is when we've achieved soul mastery, which is basically to see everything from the point of view of love, everything as love. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of doing, you know, it takes a lot of doing. So almost like the same sort of level of as that kind of like enlightenment where it just kind of like, it just, there's no judgment. Just, yeah. Everything just is. Yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, it's like you say that, that um things come up and you know, those, those lessons that we, I, I guess sometimes they're, they're harder to learn than other times. And I guess maybe that comes to do with the, the other people that are around you and the other people that are associated does that ever does that ever come up where like people have have, have traveled through different pasts uh, different lives with the same people around them in different yeah it's, yeah it's called karmic family oh, okay. people call it a soul family um we when i talked about the soul contract when we pick the reason for coming to have a life and an experience we generally pick the pivotal people that are going to be part of that experience. We'll pick our mum, we'll pick our dad, we could pick a husband, we could pick, you know, people that we want to have experiences with who are souls. And we agree before we come here, oh, so I'm going to be your mum in this lifetime because you were my mum in the last lifetime that we had together and I learned what it felt like for you to be the mum but now I want to be the mum will you do that for me and as souls you agree yes we can do that let's come back out and have a life and we'll have the opposite experience because that is learning you know and often the karmic relationships are the ones that we find in our lives um, a very strong pull towards it could be challenging it could be completely joyous but we'll be very strongly drawn to this particular soul that we've agreed we're going to have an experience with and if it's a difficult challenging or sometimes even you could call it a toxic relationship and we've lived many many lives with this other soul oftentimes what we're having to learn is about forgiveness we're having to forgive somebody who's coming into our life who shows themselves to be a difficult character. The point of that is to forgive and to learn to forgive and to accept and acknowledge the lesson and then let that other soul go. Um, but until we get to the point where we can offer love, then we will regurgitate that relationship again and again and again until we've learned the lesson. Well, that's mm. a massive lesson, just listening to you saying that. I'm like, light bulb, light bulb, yeah. light bulb. <laughs> I, was, 
I, I mean, that explains how sometimes you are just so drawn to somebody, aren't you? That you almost feel like you have known them before. You know, yeah. it's like I haven't met you before, but I know you. You know that I, you get that sense. Not yeah. often, but certain key people in your lives, don't yes. you, that come along, and especially that. Yeah, I mean, you get people that come in and out of your life at, at times when you kind of like, you know. Like, where's the saying when the, the student is ready the teacher will appear and I think sometimes people can just come into your life that maybe just need to give you that little nudge to learn that lesson yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you know and you know maybe sometimes like you say that lesson is just some people it's the, that you have to learn to let go or that that you know that you do need to you know boundaries any of these things where some people come into our lives that don't necessarily enrich them or make mm. them better yeah and but, that was you know. my lesson actually for me it was a big lesson around boundaries when I'd gone to see you Georgina I remember that it was something I'd never put in place ever and for the first time ever with a particular person I put in these boundaries and it was like oh my goodness yeah this is easy <laughs> this is much easier but like you say it's not the lesson's not always easy no. um and the more challenging the more you're going to learn. Yeah. And that's why I think the lessons, the the best lessons are the hardest ones to learn, aren't they? Absolutely. And I think that's what we all, you know, we need to remember that when somebody comes into our life who may feel particularly challenging is to see if you can find a, a space in yourself where you actually thank that other soul for what they're offering you because they came into your life to play the bad guy they agreed that because don't forget they're just love the same as we are all just love but they came in to play the, the bad guy you know they came in and they you know you agreed okay so I'm gonna be the shitty one this time around because I love you so much that I'm going to allow you to feel like I'm ha- I'm happy for you to hate me because I want to teach you what that means. And that's why, you know, when these difficult things happen and these difficult people come into our lives, we have to say, you're such a brave soul. Thank you mm. for doing this for me. Thank you for being that one. Mm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm. Um, but, but one of the reasons that I chose to name what I my business what I do is heart to head because it all starts with the heart that's that's where our soul is held in my belief is in our heart that's the true essence of us isn't it before yeah. all the programming and before all of the other crap had kicked in yeah yeah we are well, just love it's love exactly and that and that is you know that's really what we're here to learn we mm. we we do this great big circle you see we leave god and God is just love, and we are just a fragment of God, so we're made of love. But then along our journeys, we forget about that. And the, the circle, if you like, is, is, is to come back to exactly where you've come from, to go back entirely to understanding love is the only thing that really matters. I'll tell you something funny, and you're like this, Em. Last night I was having a conversation. Um, I'm really connected to Jesus. And I was having this, I haven't been listening to him enough recently. So he came through to me 
when I was in theta last night when I was sleeping, this whole great big load of stuff that, that came through. But it was very interesting. And I remembered it when I woke up this morning. And he said, all you need to remember is that you are part of God. And I was like, yeah, well, I know that bit. And he's like, okay, so let me make this clear to you. Imagine a cake mixture. I was like, what? <laughs> like, just go with me, just go with me. Okay, imagine a cake mixture. God is the egg. God is the binding agent of that cake mixture. You are the cake mixture. You can't see the egg in you anymore, but just because you can't see it doesn't mean to say it's not there. God is the egg and everyone is made of gods. And I was like, oh, okay, that's brilliant. I love the way you've described it. And he's like, just remember this. That's all you have to remember. You are always at home because you are always with God. I was yeah. like, okay. Get it. And then you woke up and wanted some cake. <laughs> <laughs> you had cake for breakfast. Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, can you tell us a bit about your experience of having having um, past life regression or QA, uh, QHHT session yourself? Of course, yeah. So it's really the reason why I do this work. Um, I had... Uh, a QHHT session back in 2018. My kind of openness journey started uh, really predominantly in 2003. So I've been on this journey for like 20 years. Um, but in 2018, I'd got to a point where I was recognizing a phobia in my life. And I'll try and keep this short. But the reason why QHHT came up is that I uh, had a phobia of having my skin cut. I had a phobia of dentists, doctors, anywhere where you could have your skin cut or where there was metal instruments like scalpel blades. I struggled such a lot with all doctors, all dentists, anything, hospitals, anything like that. I'd had it all my life and it was becoming a little bit of a problem as you can imagine, because we need these access to these things sometimes. But the universe basically took care of this and I cut my finger really badly on a glass tumbler. My finger was hanging off and I was like, shit, okay, I'm going to have to go to A&E. And I can honestly say that if there'd been a gun on the work surface in my kitchen, when I'd done that, I'd rather have shot myself in the head than to have gone to A&E. I was so terrified cut a long story short my husband took me to A&E I couldn't get help I refused to let them near me this went on and I couldn't actually have the finger stitched back on so I'm feeling very sorry for myself I'm sitting in my bed the next few days because I can't work and I did a meditation and I was told look at past lives and I was like okay and I basically googled past life regression QHHT came up I started reading about it. I just knew what it meant and what it was. Saw a lady, four months later, I had to wait quite a long time. Saw a lady, had my very first regression. And one of the first, I went through six lives and the life that is associated with what I had as the phobia was, I was a seabird. I was a bird like you. And in this particular scene, 
I was flying across a big frozen ocean and I could see my beautiful white wings. And as this seabird, I was just having a lovely time. And I saw a guy fishing like a native dressed in fur. And he had a big circle of, of uh, where he'd cut in the ice where he was fishing and a huge pile of fish next to him. As my seabird body, my seabird mind, I was like, I'm just going to fly down and I'm going to get myself a fish. Seemed sensible. As soon as I started flying down to these, these fish, this big pile of fish, I had a feeling in my stomach, in the regression, and I was like, something bad is going to happen. I flew down, I landed next to this pile of fish with the man, and he had an ice pick. And the ice pick resembled the exact object that I was frightened of, the metal scalpel. And I was allowed to watch the scene as an observer. I could come out of the bird's body and I watched him just hack my body open. And the way that the skin had been cut, that was part of my phobia. And I was, I had, the phobia was attached to the energy of this past life. And the trauma had never been released from my soul because as far as I was concerned, that wasn't the way I wanted it to end. But I went through the past life and since that day, I've never had that phobia again. That's just one of three massive things that took place in that session. Wow, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And that's so incredible that you could actually revisit that without having to go through the emotions or the pain of, you know, yeah, the, the experience. The I had to feel it. I had to okay. cry, but I didn't have to feel the sensation of the pain but I had right. to experience the trauma because experiencing that emotion and letting it out is part of the release okay okay that's that the same sense. with us with the with the Reiki system. I was thinking that when we get people come and you know they can feel the emotion rising up and they don't want to let it go they're, they're I think a lot of times they're scared that if they do they're going to start mm. sobbing and they're not going to be able to mm. stop and you know but mm. but when they do that release it kind of like it, it just it it lets it go doesn't it it shifts mm. it so it, it it makes sense that if you've carried something through all of those lifetimes then there there has to be a release I guess it's yeah. got to be it's got to be realized hasn't it and in realizing I guess we are reliving aren't we so mm -hmm. it's uh amazing but yeah, that's it. and so that that life then as a bird was that with, with and you said there were the, like another couple of um of, of things that went on in that session mm. Was that within the same lifetime or were there were there another couple of things that you'd had from different lifetimes as well? There was two other things from different lifetimes. I went with three issues to that session. I had a phobia of, of what we've just talked about. Um, I'd been struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome or ME for years. And um, I also had OCD around dirt on the floors. And I'd had these all my life. And I'd struggled with them and I tried to find other ways to support myself, but they'd never really gone. Um, the first life that I uh, was dropped into was of a primitive man living in mud, basically. Mud hut, mud on the ground. I remember being in this physical body and looking at my feet and they were covered in dirt and mud. And the feeling that I had was the exact feeling that I had in my current life whenever I felt like there was dirt on the floor. 
and I had to live as this primitive male in a way that I didn't enjoy I hated I was so I just didn't enjoy that lifetime at all but I lived through it I mean at the time you know man wasn't living that long so I died quite young but I had a family and I saw myself living this whole life and as soon as I'd gone through that and experienced it and understood that it was just part of a process I let it go and that OCD on that day was completely released never ever within within days Leon was walking around the house in his trainers and it didn't bother me wow and then my the other life there was there was a couple of others but the one that was uh, affecting the ME was creating the ME was I was a dragonfly and dragonflies don't live that long and in this past life I was in uh survival mode the whole time in literally fight or flight and I could see myself as this dragonfly just rushing and rushing and rushing to breed and to get this life done and the feeling the sensation of just everything having to be done and I couldn't rest and I had to be active again I passed really really quite soon in that life and I didn't get to breed I didn't get to carry out what I'd come for and the sensation the feeling around having to rush to get things done to achieve my goal was energy that I brought into this current life which is what created the ME and the chronic fatigue since that day again totally gone brilliant Wow, that's incredible. Because I was going to ask, you know, what there must be so many different reasons people come to you. I mean, mm-hmm. are there common common themes of why people would have a session with you, or is it literally everything and anything? <laughs> well, as you know, we take care of everything yeah. in that session. It is an holistic day, so everything on every level in every dimension gets dealt with and taken care of. But I suppose the most common statement that people say to me when I do a telephone consultation is, I feel stuck. Mm. That's a very usual term. And there isn't clarity around why that feeling exists. They just feel as though they've done everything they can do and they can't move on. And people generally, you know, it's changing a bit now over the last few years, it's changed a bit, but people tend to find this sort of work when they've explored everything else. It's like a, it's like a last ditch attempt to feel better because it's left field. You know, Mm. if you were to say to somebody, if you travel through your past lives, I bet you feel better. You know, there's certain people that would just go, really? You know, but when we when we go through pain or suffering in our lives, this uh, this beautiful openness starts to take place. And the things that we find uh, we're drawn to, they change. And that's what happens. People find me when they've got to that point where they're so open and they're so looking for something more. And that's when QHHT does its best Mm. yeah because you do have to be open don't you it's not gonna work you know unless you're open to it yeah Mm -hmm. and open to maybe feeling that that 
that pain, you know, and, and you know, be to be read, completely ready for it. Yeah. I think like, yeah. you know, a lot of these healing sessions, that's what you've, you can't take away the, you know, the, the healings that the underneath that pain, isn't it? You've got to kind of like feel it to, to, to get to, to what's underneath it. And I think that can be scary for a lot of people. But uh, like you say, ultimately, you'll get to the point where you just think, or, or hopefully you'll get to the point where you think I can't keep going around this and 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 now I need to I need to release it it's it's time to let it go yeah and, and that's that's being ready yeah is it do you have many like younger people or or do you find they're they're older people that are kind of like in that cycle you know that have, have got to that point in their life where they just think I feel like I'm going round and round and round or or is it just all age groups? All age groups. I've worked, I think my youngest has been 19 and my eldest has been 94. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I bet that was amazing, doing it with a 94-year-old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just wanted the rest of his life. He's like, I don't know how much longer I've got to live, but I just want to find peace. And that's what we found for him. I still see him at spiritual fairs and he's like, you changed my life. And oh. That's yeah. amazing. Can I just ask about Akashic Records? Are they connected in any way to what you're doing? Um, so uh, not in this work. Um, I channel galactic guides. So I've got, um, there are a bunch of, of um, off-planet beings, if you like, who are called the Golden Beings of Light, who I connected with through a QHHT session that I had in 2021. Um, and those guides are ones that I work with who access the Akashic records. So, you know, a client can come to me and say, I've got three questions I want information about and I'll connect with these guides and they work with the Akashic records. The Akashic records are, again, a library of infinite information attached to an individual's soul journey. But when we're working in QHHT, we're not as such accessing the records, although obviously the information in the lives is in the records. It's a slightly different way of accessing the same information, if you like. Right. OK, because you did. Um, um, I was very lucky to get a channeled message from you. And was yeah. that using those guides? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. so they, they basically, I'll say, I connect with with uh, the the kind of the lead um, galactic is is called Mother, and um, I'll she'll just you know I'll ask the questions and then she'll say I'm going to check the records. She has access to the records and then she feeds back to me the information from the records, which is relevant to the questions that a person's asked. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, fan well, we, we, we'll put some links underneath today's episode. Um, but also you've, you're such a clever girl and I'm so proud of you. You've got <laughs> not just one, you've got two books out, which is incredible. And I'm so sorry, I haven't read either of them and I feel terrible and I really must. It's on my list. You don't um, but the first one is The Girl with the Starseed Soul. Um, and is that about you? Yes, that's my life story. That's kind of yes. on freeze at the moment, so no one's read it. So okay, I won't worry about that one, but your no. new one that's come out is um, What Would Love Say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which looks amazing as well. Just Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? 
yeah, um, sure. about your book? So that book um, is channeled information. Again, it's not mine. It hasn't come from me. Um, in May this year, after I think I'd had a challenging session with a person, not challenging insofar as it was a difficult session to facilitate, but I was very affected by the amount of pain that this particular individual had gone through. And I got up the next morning and I did my morning meditation as usual. And I just sat there and I said, what can I do to help the people? What can I do? And then, the you know, I'm connected to Jesus, like I said, and he just came through and he's like, just type. I was like, okay. And I've never done this before. I had no idea what was going on. He, he was just speaking to me, all these words. And I typed for a couple of months put down about 40,000 words. And then one morning I was typing and I just got the question, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? And he said, are you ready to write the book now? And I was like, well, I kind of thought that's what we've been doing. And he's like, no, we're going to write the book. You type, I speak. And that is what this book is. It's channeled information. Um, it's about helping people to understand what the ego is and how to work with it because so many people I'd say 95% of the people that I work with are affected by the ego which is the noise the voice of fear in the mind that causes constant distraction for us and that's what we're working on in this book it's I've started to say it's a spiritual slant on mental health, which is what it is, because although it's channeled information and it's very deep, the way that it's been written is so beautiful because there's a, a good deal of the book which is dedicated to specific um, scenarios that a person might find themselves in. Um, and it helps you to understand what the ego is and how it will show itself in everyday scenarios. You know, like if you have an argument with somebody, if you feel poorly and you refuse to rest, if you can't meditate, all of this stuff. The reason why it's a struggle is because the ego is loud and it's controlling you. And that's what this book is. It's about helping you to understand how to work with the dialogue in your mind and basically bring you back into the frequency of love. But it's done in such a human way. And yeah, the feedback I'm getting from people is amazing. Fantastic. I'm definitely going to read it just hearing you speak about it. I think the ego is, and like you're talking about illness and like not listening. Well, that's just been me recently. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that just sounds brilliant. So that's out now, is it? That's that's published, is it? Yes, that's published. Yeah, you can buy that on my website. I'm doing, I do it as two offerings. There's a crystal package which comes with a, a little heart and a daily affirmation. Um, it's got some other things in there, or otherwise you can just buy the book on its own. So, yeah, you can buy that off my website. Okay, we'll, we'll put the link, obviously, to the website. You. On the, on... And, and where are you based, actually? Are you... I'm in Southwick, so I'm just outside Brighton. Oh, okay. And, like, with your sessions, are they are they all just in person, or do you do kind of, like, Zoom or, or things no, like that? All face-to-face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's a shame because I'm in Birmingham. <laughs> but you could make you could no, make a day I, of it. I, I do not mind. I absolutely would. I absolutely would because it does sound absolutely fascinating. I it am, is. I am so in, you know. It sounds amazing. The whole thing. I've, I've sat here. It's probably the least I've ever said. You know. <laughs> do you know? That, that's true. Both of us have been like that. And I like parts of it. I had goosebumps going up and down my legs, but I not. I didn't even want to share that because I didn't want to interrupt. So I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. No, no, thank you so so much, Georgina. Oh, honestly, with yeah, thank you so much for coming on. That's been brilliant. Is there anything else that you wanted to share or anything you wanted to ask Karen before we let this lovely lady go? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's kind of like I, I just am. I'm I'm absolutely, you know, it just the, the information, I'm quite overwhelmed. There were quite, a couple of times when I almost got quite a bit teary, you know, I think <laughs> things just hit. It's been it's just been amazing. It's been really oh, great fun. to meet you and to chat to you. Yeah, really good. Thank you for inviting me. It's been so much fun. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Well we'll um yes, we'll this will be out on Wednesday um this Wednesday so yeah we will spread the word and pop all your links in there I feel like it's been like a little bit of a therapy session as well for me because <laughs> there have been light bulbs going <laughs> off I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will get a get a similar feeling yeah so, exactly that you know so yeah. so next week once again we have no absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about just yet so you know that will uh that will no. come to us before before next Monday <laughs> yeah it always always works out for the it best always it always does but um, but yeah, before we say goodbye for next week, just remember that you deserve some of the love that you give to everyone else. And in case no one else tells you today, we love you. Speak to you next okay, week. Speak to you next week. I love you. I love you. Bye. bye, darling. Bye. 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 We hope you've enjoyed today's conversation and if you have, please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on as it helps other people discover us too. Please share our podcast with anyone else you think may benefit from it also.